talk to us this morning about institutionalized misery at the house of mercy. Institutionalized misery at the house of mercy. There's a story told to better illustrate this passage of a man who was extremely wealthy and he came upon a man who was destitute and ragged. And this wealthy man took out a card and left in an account $100 million. And he told the man, here is this card, it belongs to you. Use it every day, meet all of your needs, and be sure to help other people. The man looked at the card. He looked at his ragged condition. He could not believe it. He thought the man was joking. He tore up the card, threw it on the ground, spit on the man, and went about his business, ragged and destitute. The rich man comes upon this woman and gives her the same story. She looks at the man's card, puts it in her purse, and goes everywhere telling everybody how rich she is, but she never accesses the account. She's still poor, destitute, and ragged. He comes upon another man. And he tells the man his story. Here's my card. Here's $100 million. Go in the bank. Use it for whatever you want. The man goes up to the bank teller and not believing his good fortune, thinking that there's not really $100 million in the account, he says to the bank teller, give me $100. The teller gives him the $100 and says to him, that you're sure that's all you want? There's $100 million in this account. The man said, well, all right, give me $5,000. Still cannot believe his good fortune. With all that he has in his account, he's living below the level of his capability. And this morning, God has deposited in every last one of our accounts riches beyond what we can explain and we are living beneath the level of our capability. Do you want to be made whole? Walk with me around the text. Jesus is at a festival of the Jews. And he comes upon Solomon's porch. There are some colonnades some covered, shaded areas, porticos, where there are some lame people, some blind people, some paralyzed 
people. This group that's laid at the pool at the sheep gate at Bethesda, let's look now at this multitude. It's a menagerie of broken people. Some are blind. Some are lame. Some are paralyzed. It's a sad lot. It's a motley crew. Broken people. Sick. Lame. Blind. Paralyzed. They are all there. Look at them. Blind. Lame. Sick. Paralyzed. Nobody can help anybody else. They all gather at the pool at the same time every day. Blind. Lame. Paralyzed. Everybody there is broken. If it's not blindness, it's lameness. If it's not lameness, it's paralysis. Everybody is in the same condition. Broken. Sick. Palsied. Lame. Blind. Paralyzed. Nobody can criticize anybody else. Nobody can look down their sanctimonious nose at anybody else. Nobody can categorize themselves as any better than anybody else because everybody there is in the same condition. If they're not blind, they're lame. If they're not lame, they're paralyzed. If they're not paralyzed, they're sick. But everybody there is in the same condition. That's the multitude. That's the people who are gathered at the sheep gate. They come there because there is a superstition. Verse 4 is not in the New Revised Standard Version and perhaps it's not in many of your Bibles because it's a scribal addition to modify or give clarity to verse number 7. Verse number 4 says that at certain times an angel comes down, they believe, to trouble the water. And the first person in receives healing. It, it, it's a superstition. Uh, it, it's probably an artesian well underneath the pool that bubbles up into water, kind of like Hot Springs, Arkansas. Or like the geyser old faithful that just goes off from time to time. There's nothing particularly healing about it. It just so happens to make this gurgling sound and water bubbles up. And people believe superstitiously that if they get in the water, something is going to happen to them. Look at that multitude again. Blind. Lame. Paralyzed. That multitude is the multitude that makes it to Lily Grove on Sunday morning. Some of us blind, 
Some of us lame. Some of us paralyzed. But all of us sin sick. I wish I had somebody to help me preach it. If your problem ain't drugs, it's alcohol. If your problem ain't alcohol, it's illicit sex. If it's not illicit sex, it's what you wish you could do, but you can't no more. If it's not lying, it's gossip. If it's not gossip, it's overeating. If it's not overeating, it's laziness. If it's not laziness, it's hypocrisy. If it's not hypocrisy, you was just born in sin. Shape in iniquity. In sin did your mother and my mother conceive us. Every last one of us in here got something wrong with us. Your pew ain't no better than my pew. Folks on your row ain't no more spiritual than folks on my row. Just because your Bible is large print don't mean you're a large Christian. Just because you got a cross around your neck or around your wrist or around your ankle don't mean you're that spiritual. All of us are crooked, broken, lame, blind, paralyzed. All have sinned and are coming short of the glory of God. That's why nobody in here can look down on nobody else in here. Because if it were not for the grace of God, we'd be in hell this morning. Have I got a witness here? If God had not looked beyond my faults and saw my need, I, I can't testify for you. Let me be a witness for myself. And for some other crooks in here this morning. I limp to church every Sunday morning. Because I'm lame. I'm wretched. I'm paralyzed. I am needy. Because I've sinned enough just this past week. That God should have blotted my name out of the book of life. But there is therefore now. No condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not. I wish I had a witness here. I need some wretched folk in here like Terry Anderson who can testify that God just overlooked my foolishness. I should have been cut off a long time ago. My name should have been erased from the book of life a long time ago. But I'm in a multitude of people who are blind, lame, paralyzed. Isaiah helps us right here. He says all our righteousness is as filthy rags. He said it was in the year that King Uzziah died. I wish I had two or three Bible readers. I saw also the Lord high and 
lifted up and his train filled the temple and seraphim with six wings they covered their face and covered their feet and they did fly and Isaiah said when I saw it I said woe is me here it is for I am undone I'm a man of unclean lips watch this and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips Every last one of us in here are in here with dirty hands, unclean lips, lying tongues, but thank God for mercy. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. I'm trying to preach to somebody this morning who thinks that you'll never be good enough to measure up. Let me tell you, you'll never be good enough to measure up. That's why God sent Jesus. Because what I couldn't measure up to, Jesus made up the difference on Calvary. It could have been me. It should have been me. Outdoors with no food and no clothes. All left alone without a friend. Just another number with a tragic end. Ah, but he didn't see fit to let none of these things be. Because every day by his power, he just keeps on keeping me. Not because I've been so good. Not because I've kept his commandments so closely. Not because I haven't sinned and fallen short of his glory. But because he loves me so. Everybody at that pool was sick. And everybody in this sanctuary is sick. I know you've been to Neiman Marcus, but you're sick. I know you got on David Yerman, but you're sick. I know you're walking in Christian Louboutin, but you're sick. And you're sitting by some sick people. Everybody in here is a crook. Watch your purse. Watch your cell phone. You're sitting next to somebody who got something crooked about them. There's something bent in every one of us. The Bible calls it iniquity. I wish I had somebody to help me preach Everybody around that sheep pool was sick. The multitude was sick. Oh, but then yonder comes Jesus. And when Jesus gets to the pool, listen, everybody's sick. But he singles out one man. Everybody 
at the pool is sick. But Jesus didn't heal everybody. He just chose that day one somebody. Because Jesus is better in one-on-one encounters. Nicodemus. The woman at the well. The woman with an issue of blood. Peter's mother-in-law. Jairus' daughter. That royal official's son. Jesus handles one-on-one encounters in a way that moves from parable and miracle to signs. Everybody at the pool is sick, but he chooses, he zeroes in one man. And he walks up to that one man and makes a choice of him. And everybody in here this morning, sick, lame, blind, paralyzed, who knows if today is not your day? That's why you ought to always come to church. Because you never know when it's going to be your day. You ought to always make your way to the house of God. Because you never know when there's a blessing waiting on the seat that you're about to sit in. Because God knows who you are. God knows what you need. But God wants you to know what you need. Jesus walks up to this man. And he asks him a rather strange question. He says to him, do you want to be made whole? What kind of question is that? To ask somebody who's paralyzed. Now, if I had been the man, I would have said to myself, What you think I want? I've been ambling up here 38 years and you think I don't want to be whole? What kind of question is that to ask somebody who is paralyzed? I would have said that to myself. And Jesus read the man's heart. Because that question is packed with some pertinent and relevant information. Because when Jesus asks the man a question, the man offers Jesus an excuse. Jesus said, you want to be made whole? (laughs) He says, sir, every time I get ready to step in the pool, Somebody steps in before me. Jesus essentially says, I didn't ask you that. 
some people always answering what you don't ask. I, I, went, to, I went to Shipley's Donuts one day. And uh, you know, there's always some people hanging out out there and they want some money or they want something. And uh, um, the guy came up to me and he said, uh, hey, man, uh, you got a light? I said, I'm sorry, Doc, I don't smoke. He said, how come people don't answer what you ask them? <laughs> he said, I didn't ask you that. I asked you if you had a light. I said, well, no, I'm sorry, I don't have a light. He said, well, you got $5. Since he made me look like a fool, I just gave him $5. But Jesus said to the man, do you want to be made whole? That, that's a lot packed in that question, brothers and sisters. I'm trying to hurry and get through this. But when Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? He's saying to the man, if you want healing, you can't have victory and be a victim. Because before you answer, if you want to be made whole, you got to get off the welfare. If you accept healing, you got to go to work. If you want to be made whole, you got to take care of yourself. Stop waiting on people to carry you. Stop waiting on people to feel sorry for you. Stop blaming the white man and stop blaming society and Stop talking about I can't get a break and stop talking about I can't make it. You got to get out of your mama's house. You want to be made whole, you got to stop hanging with the wrong crowd. You want to be made whole, you got to go finish and get your degree. You want to be made whole, you got to quit acting a fool, talking like an idiot. You got to pull your pants up. Change your attitude. Stop acting like somebody owes you something. If you want to be made whole, you can't be a victim and have victory. The man says, every time I get ready to get in the pool, somebody gets in before me. Jesus cut through all the red tape moved from the multitude, dealt with that man, and now he's going to show the power of the master. He says, here's what I want you to do. <clears throat> Stop making excuses. Stop talking about what you don't have and who's not around to help you. You're sitting near Stale water. And I'm about to lead you besides still water. Do you want to be well? Sir, I have nobody to put me in the pool. That's not what I'm asking. Do you want to be whole? 
He said, every time I get ready to step in, he said, that was not the question. Do you want to be made whole? I know you are at the sheep pool sitting by this dead religion. And the reason I call this sermon Institutionalized Misery at the House of Mercy because some of y'all have been coming to this institution 38 years. You've been listening to me preach 32 years. You've been in the choir since you were a teenager. You've been ushering since you were in your 20s. You have been in this institution and you've not yet received mercy. Because you got more faith in the church than you do in the Christ. There is no salvation in this stale water. The salvation is in Jesus Christ. Jesus told that man essentially what he told Mary and Martha. In chapter 11 of the Gospel of John, when Martha said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, you're going to see your brother again. Martha said, I know I'm going to see him in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus told her, like he told his man in chapter 5, you're looking at what you're looking for. You talking to what you talking about. You speaking with what you're speaking of. You're standing by what you're standing on. I am the resurrection. I am the water of life. And Jesus, listen. The shout in this text is not even the healing of the impotent man. The shout in this text is Jesus is picking a fight with the Pharisees. Because Jesus could have healed him the day before or he could have healed him the day after but he healed him on the Sabbath day. Because he is intentionally picking a fight with the Pharisee. Because the Pharisees had 613 laws beside the Ten Commandments. And law number 39 says it's unlawful to carry a mat on the Sabbath day. So Jesus waits until it's the Sabbath day to walk up on a lame man and ask him, do you want to get well? The man said, every time I get ready to step in, somebody's in before me. Jesus said, you want it? Here's what you got to do. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait 30 minutes. Do it right now. 
because I want to show you something. He says, rise. This man hasn't rose in 38 years. But his faith made its way to his feet. And until your faith gets in your feet, you ain't got no real faith. Because real faith leaves your head, goes down to your heart, and then gets in your feet. Rise. Take up your mat. What's been carrying you, it's time for you to carry. But that ain't the shout yet. I'm, I'm not at the shout yet. The Pharisees are around. Talking about law 39 says you can't carry your mat on the Sabbath day. All of these church folk are there with their rules and their laws. All these deacons are there with what the bylaws say and what the constitution says. All these deaconesses are there with that little white thing on their head on the first Sunday. All the choir members are there with their crisp choir robes on. And the ushers are there with one hand behind their back and the other telling you to go to your seat. The trustees are there with all the laws that they've made up that have nothing to do with what we are trying to do. Jesus waits till the church gathers to tell the man, not just Rise. Not just take up your mat. But here is the shout. Jesus said, when you get up, when you take up your mat, I want you to parapetale. That's Greek for you who don't know what I'm saying. I don't know it either. I just read it when I was trying to prepare for this sermon. The word parapeteo does not mean just walk. Anybody can do that. Jesus said, I want you to strut. you to get up and show off. I want you to let everybody see that the Lord has done a new thing. Is there somebody here that's been blessed? Is there anybody here God has done something for? Get up and strut right now. up your bed and strut. Show off. 
act a fool up in here. Up in here. Let somebody know I was on my way to hell but the Lord turned me around. Go on and strut and let somebody know I was sick and the doctor said it was all over but then the Lord showed up and made a way out of no way. Why don't you strut a minute and tell somebody you should have seen me 30 or 40 years ago. But look where the Lord has brought me from. You ought to strut a minute and let somebody in your pew know the reason I shout so much the reason I holler so much, the reason I wave my hands so much, because I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. I was sinking to rise no more, but the master of the sea he heard my despairing cry from the water from the water he lifted me now save save am I love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help Love lifting me. Is there anybody here? No, God's been good to. Is there anybody here? Got a story to tell. Is there anybody here? God pick you up, turn you around, place your feet on solid ground. If you're not embarrassed, you don't have to get in the aisle to do it. Just strut right where you are. Look at somebody. Brag a minute. Testify a minute. Let them know a minute. It was nobody but Jesus. It was nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Now under him. Now under him. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present your faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding great joy to the only wise God who is our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forevermore won't he do it won't he do it won't he do it won't he do it say yeah 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 I know he's alright
Won't he do it? Won't he be a doctor for you? Won't he be a friend for you? Won't he be a mother for you? Won't he be a father for you? Won't he be a doctor for you? Won't he be a husband for you? Tell him thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know he's all right. Jesus, Jesus says essentially, man is not made for the Sabbath, the Sabbath was made for man. It doesn't matter when it is, it doesn't matter what it is, if the Lord has blessed your life, if God has singled you out, he wants you to testify. And if you don't use words, just strut around. Just, just show off a minute. Don't you ever, don't you ever be ashamed that God has blessed you. Never let anybody make you be embarrassed to dress like you've been blessed. Drive like you've been blessed. Live like you've been blessed. No, no, don't, don't, don't let people put that on you. Talking about you, you, you think you all that. No. I'm just testifying that if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Mm -mm, no, no. Don't keep your car in the garage. Drive it to H-E-B. Don't be saving your good clothes till you go in the hospital. Tonight. Put on your sweet-smelling perfume. No, 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 because you're going to die. And that son-in-law you can't stand be driving your truck. And that daughter-in-law that you couldn't stand will be using your good dishes on a Monday. Rise, take up your bed, 